What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm back. This is Paul Pauline Theology Daily Devo. We're still on First John. We're on chapter three now, though. Chapter three, verse one through three. If you haven't been reading, man, go ahead and stop the tape right now and read from the beginning to now to three, one through three. It's not a long book, man. So, uh, yeah, get up to speed on what we are. If you have been reading, you just ain't read this. Stop the tape as well. Read one through three. Only three verses. If not, and you've already read everything, man, hey, I'm glad to start as we go through the four questions, man. And the first one is, what is John saying? So what's he saying in this? We ain't got a whole lot he's saying, but it is jam-packed with a lot of goodness. I'll tell you that. Jam-packed with a lot of goodness. And what he says is, what a great love that the Father has for us, a great love that he has given us, that he has called us sons of God, man. What in the world, man? That's just a wonderful statement. We can almost just stop there, cut the tape, begin talking right now on that all day because it says, what kind of love is this that God has given us, man, that he would call us sons? There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, packful stuff that goes in that, man. It's because first we're sinners, obviously. And that's what John was talking about earlier. Um, and second, dude, he had to, to give up his son, to sacrifice his son for us, to demonstrate that love. What amazing is this, man? We're sinful, yet he would send his son to save us. Wow. He is called a sons of God. That's how he is able to do that, man. And then what I just love about this is that John just reiterates it. He says, and we are. And we are. He says, like, not that he just called us sons of God, but that we recognize that we are. Man, he's saying if all those things that we've talked about before, all the assignments that we have, uh, or not the assignments, more of all of the signatures of a person who is in Christ, if you've seen your life, you've examined yourself, and you have those in you, then you are a child of God. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. I am a child of God, man. That's amazing, man. Ooh. And then he goes on to say, because of this, the world doesn't know us. It's because they don't know him. They don't know Christ. They don't know God, so they don't know us. But he says this after it. He says that we don't yet know what he's going to be like. So uh, maybe this here is more of a, a revealing of the Christ and how uh, we will see him when he comes back. He says, but we do know this, that when we see him, we'll be like him. Man, it's because we'll see him as he is. When we see him, we will be like him, and we'll see him as he is. And I think this is what the gist of what he's getting at, because uh, he finishes it with this. He says, for everyone that has this hope, that means they purify themselves, sanctify themselves, just as he is pure. So the way in which Jesus is going to come back is going to be in a holy, purified way. 
It's because we already know that Jesus is pure and holy because that's why he rose again from the dead. But the fact of the matter is, is we may not understand or comprehend the gloriousness of what, what this proposition means, but we will eventually understand and see it and be able to behold it with all joy. Man. But we know one thing about it is that he's pure and holy. And so let's go ahead and start now. That's what John's saying. Let's go ahead and start now. So uh, what, what, what does it say about God? Well, the first thing it says about God is he is holy and righteous. He is pure. There's no sin in him. God is holy, separate from all things. He is righteous, just. He is all good. That is who our God is. Isn't that wonderful? But then man is the same way. It says, we will be holy. We will be righteous. That's who we are. Because of the, the payment made by Jesus Christ, that's who we are. Because of the sacrifice that he has made on our behalf, we are. Oh, man, that's amazing. That's amazing. So how do we apply that to our lives? Well, you got to think of it this way. We're going to be like something, so let's start acting like it now. We don't want to be like, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard the the old saying of um, Alan Iverson when he's like, practice? Practice? We ain't talking about the game, is we? Talking about practice? <laughs> but it ain't like that. For us, we know that the ball game, which is our righteousness, our holiness, our goodness, is going to come when Jesus returns. And so let's start acting like it now. Let's start living out that reality now. It says, because if we know that this is how he is, and when we see him, that's how we'll be, then we will be pure just like him. I, I do want to say that this is an action that we can't do on our own, obviously. That's why John continues to talk about the spirit that God has given us. And that is what's going to help us to move into that perfection. But it's still something that we have to do working together with the spirit. Paul says it this way, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, but it's not he who works or it's not you who work, but he who works in you. Man, I appreciate you guys for listening today. And so today, man, read the scriptures. We've just done that. Apply them to your lives. Go ahead and start living out love. Go ahead and start um, living out a mind to do righteous things. And go ahead and start living out shining the light of Christ and the gospel to others. <laughs>